Jason Smith, and Andrew Vickers. Holy shit, what a fucking special episode we got coming for you today. Welcome to another episode of High Noon. Oh man, I don't even know how to uh, begin this. Our guest today, me, myself, and I. Holy shit, it, good help is hard to come by. My, my, my two guest hosts, Dan Hall and fucking Tyler Swain... Uh, still in competition to see who's going to take Andrew Vickers' spot, apparently had to do their own fucking podcast, uh, South Shore Queers. Ah, shit. South Shore Boys. That's my bad. Uh, South Shore, uh, you know, Dude Love or whatever the fuck they're doing over there. But, uh, you know, that's all right. We're all, we're pro, uh, pro whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, as far as my, uh, co-host goes, Andrew, he actually had his fucking, uh, his wisdom teeth taken out today. I mean, gross. Jesus Christ. I, 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 you know, they say when you get your wisdom teeth taken out, you lose all your wisdom. And, uh, it's probably not going to be any different for, uh, young Andrew over there. Let's just hope he doesn't lose his, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the first time doing a solo up, so uh, bear with me here. Uh, hopefully, I get into a nice little rhythm here soon. We got, I've got uh, some things planned out. Uh, I got a joint rolled. I got a tall boy of some truly strawberry lemonade. This actually reminds me. So these tall boys. Let me tell you something that my uh, my wife Carrie. Everybody knows Carrie. If you're listening to this, you know my beautiful wife Carrie. The other day. She, she wanted me to buy her one of those, uh, there's a new type of seltzer out called Vizzy, right? And uh, so, so I got her a tall can, a tall boy of it, a 24 ounce. And after she drinks it, she was looking at the can and she goes, oh, only 5%. Jeez, well, why would I want a 12 ounce of it? And I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah. I mean, a 12 ounce would only be two and a half percent. And I was like, you know, that's not how that works, Carrie. So she goes, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, I mean, a, a 24 ounce can of anything that says f- uh, 5% alcohol, it's 5% alcohol by volume. So regardless if you have a, a, a gallon of it, or, or two ounces of it, it's still 5% alcohol because it's by volume. So no matter how much liquid's in the can, it's still 5% alcohol. And she just could not wrap her pretty little head around that and proceeded to tell me that that's not how that works. And I was like, Carrie, listen to me. Math is math. Science is science. One plus one is two. It is what it is, babe. Like, it doesn't matter how much liquid is in the can, it's 5% by volume. So I explained all that to her, and I think she got it there at the end, but, uh, you know, that's still to be determined. Uh, no, I, I think she gets it now. Uh, I don't know. Is that rude to, to explain that to her? I don't think so. I mean, you know, I was just telling her facts. Facts. You ever, you ever say something and someone goes, facts? Hey, facts. You're like, uh, fax machine. 
All right, someone had to say it. Uh, I guess I could have. Thank God for the soundboard because it's almost like I have my own uh, personal guests here. I mean, Jesus Christ, how long? I'm sure anyone listening to this is like, how long is he going to fucking do? Oh, fuck. Wrap it up, you fucking cocksucker. Mark Cocksuckerberg. Am I right? All right, that's enough. All right, how about uh, how about we get our first guest caller on the line here? Let's uh, let's give my co-host a call. Let's uh, let's check in on Andrew. Hey, what's up? What's up, buddy? You're on high noon. Hell yeah, what's going on? Not much, dude. How's the mouth doing? I, uh, I, so by the way, I just figured you'd be proud. I just figured out so much technologically advanced stuff. Tell me if you can hear this. Hold on one second. Tell me if you can hear the, uh, my drops. Hold on. Can you hear that? I heard something, but it sounds pretty muffled. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Your mouth sounds muffled. How are you? I'm pretty fucked up. It's, uh, I, I was pissed how it went down, and uh, I'm confused about it, too. Like, I, I, the doc said it would be fine to not get put under, right? He said it would be fine to not, you know, just have local anesthesia, and I would recover and whatnot. And I was like, okay, you know, he's a professional and whatnot. Yeah, he, so then he, I he go went in. to school. Yeah, right? Yeah, he's a good old Brooklyn Brookline Jew, you know? They, they, they're they good at their jobs. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Say it again. Oh, wait, no. fuck, okay. fuck, wait, one second. I son can't even a, escape it in my own bitch. house. God, say it again. He's a what? Yeah, he was a good old Brookline Jew. Did you hear that? I hear no, I can't hear it. Oh, sure God it damn fine. it. It was the Jew music. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> so, anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, he told me I could, uh, he told me I could, uh, you know, I'd be fine with local anesthesia and I trusted him. And so that's what we did. And then he went in there to get the first one and dude, that was, it was like the worst hour of my life. He goes in there, he's digging around. He broke one of them and he couldn't get the oh. out. And then he tried to go back in. I'm like squirming in the chair. I was, I swear to God, I sweat my body weight out. Cause I was like struggling so much because it just hurt so bad. I, so, so, and you, I, so you were numb. Like complete, like he numbed you, right? He did, but he had to keep hitting me because of how long it took. He had to God, keep like, replenishing it. And then him and the nurse started fighting. I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Was him it- and the nurse st- started arguing because the nurse was super pissed off that he didn't give me, that he didn't put me, put me to sleep. She was yeah. like, you shouldn't. And he was like getting pissed at her. He's like, don't tell me how to do my job. Was yeah, he was weird. like, you're a woman. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm meanwhile I'm there just like bleeding all over the place. Dude. Right. Yeah, it was fucked up. Are are you still bleeding right now? Sort of. Not like a lot. Dude. Oh my so so did Marilyn so I saw your uh I saw the uh your your uh Instagram stories. Did Marilyn drive you? 
Yeah, she dropped me. Picked me up, too. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I can't... You know what gets me, dude? I can't believe that they didn't fucking uh, uh, give you any, like, hydrocodones or nothing. No, they just told me to keep taking some ibuprofen and shit, so... Dude, it sounds like you went to a fucking uh, hack dentist. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck What, what the fuck year is this, 1898? Yeah, they're like, here, bite on this belt. Oh, wait a minute, yeah. you can't because I need to get in your mouth. That's right, I'm about to have gangrene and influenza in the same weekend. <laughs> oh my God, dude, that is insane. So, so, after he bro- so the first one broke, you said, right? Yeah, first one broke, and then, so he had to stop and take an x-ray to see how much of it was still oh. And that took like, you know, 15 minutes, yeah. and then he, and then he had to like re-numb everything, and then he got the second two out, okay, but he, you know, it was just really rough. He got them out completely, but there's still a piece of the first one in there. So you have to go back? No, he said it's fine, but I don't know, oh. at this point... At this point, with this fucking guy, I don't, I don't know what to believe. But. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, it's just a little tooth. Ain't never hurt nobody. Just leave it in there. Yeah. You'll be all right. Yeah, he's like, there's a little piece of it in there, but it should be fine. I mean, my God, dude, that is fuck. That sounds like, hey, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like some straight up Arkansas fucking dental work right, right there. Dude. I don't suppose you heard that either, did you? No, but I reckon it was the banjo music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I just can't believe you didn't even get any pain pills, man. And honestly, dude, so so by the way, did you ask why they didn't put you under, or did you just sit there like the? That was the thing. That was the thing. So like the whole the whole fight between the the nurse and the dentist was like, at some point he left the room. And she said, so was it your decision or his decision to not go under? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I've never done this before. He said, do you want to have local or go under? I said, what do you recommend? Because, you know, and he said, oh, you should be fine with local. I said, okay, fine. You know know me. I'm just like a little, I'm easy to trick. You're you're just a little (laughs) church mouse. Yeah, so I'm not going to. You should have said, I don't want local. I want international. I want to go to fucking sleep, dude. That's right, dude. I want to be on Mars. I don't My know God. Happening. No, yeah, you, you should have said, I want space travel, not right. fucking local, yeah. dude. My God, dude. Local Speaking H. Of that, support the sponsor uh, of that kitchen available. Yeah, right, dude. Well, so how are you feeling now? I'm really fucking sore, man. Fuck, too too sore to talk about your experience with uh, that kitchen edibles at the wedding? Oh, oh no, that, I can go into that briefly, but then I'll have to go after that. But yeah, no, that was well, fucking if, fun. Why don't you, if you want to, uh, if, if you're hurting too much, you don't have to, because uh, no, I, I can no, tell, it, it sounds like you're in a lot of pain. I can honestly, I can hear it. I'm just, yeah, I'm just <laughs> <not open> <laughs> <much>. <laughs> I'm sorry that happened, dude. That fucking sucks, man. Oh, it's all good, man. At least they're they're out and it's over. So right. Well, you know, you know what I, I so I opened this up. I was talking about why I was about to call you and why you weren't here today, and I was saying that when you get your wisdom teeth out, uh, I hope it doesn't. You don't lose your wisdom. It's already gone, man. I'm, I've been making stupid mistakes all day long. <laughs> I put my sh- I put my shoes on the wrong feet. Yeah. I started speaking with the old Southern accent. With I a, started believing. With, yeah, I with a what? With the with my old Southern accent. Old. 
Yeah, yeah, well, the what? one that I phased out. Oh, you're a self-hating Southerner. Well, no, I'm just, you know, my wisdom is leaving. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Well, as, lo- <laughs> as long as you don't start uh, dropping your ass. Not yet, but that's coming soon. I'm right? I'm going to move to Quincy to do that. Oh, yeah. You can go, go <laughs> come down here and move in with Dan Hall. That's right. Yeah, baby. But, uh... But yeah, did you do you would you do you feel like briefly talking about the edibles or no? Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. So as you know, I you're my Sherpa, so I asked you for uh, for advice on how to transport them, and you're like, ah, you'll be fine, right? <laughs> so I was no problem at all. Well, I took a bag of them down there to a bachelor party with my friends because they don't really, you know, get to do that stuff a lot because it's illegal. Right. Uh, down there in old North Kakalaki. <laughs> so I figured I'd, I'd treat the boys and... <laughs> 35 or 40 milligrams each? Uh, so those are uh, the ones you took. So it's a 200 milligram bag. So each one, I believe, is 40 milligrams. Okay, word. Yeah, so I took that. And uh, we had played paintball all day. Everyone was chilling out. Love paintball. Yeah, everyone was drinking beers and grilling and whatnot. And I told the guys, I was like, look, you know, if, you, if you're if you used to this, grab one. And if you're not, I would say take half of one. <laughs> yeah. And so everybody took half of one. And everybody who took half of one within 30 minutes was on Jupiter. Hell I mean, yeah. It was, like, it, it was like looking around the room and seeing like a catatonic you know what I'm saying? Where, did like, they look like you the first time that you uh, that you came to my house and smoked the bong? Probably, uh, probably. But then then they got used to it afterwards, and they started playing games and whatnot and carrying on. But it was like trying to talk to trying to trying to communicate with a couple monkeys. It was just like herding cats. Yeah, dude. Did anyone so did wild. anyone puke? No, 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 nobody puked. I ended up giving the rest of them because we didn't use all of them. I ended up giving the rest of them to my buddy who was getting married. And he said that he took a whole one one day and he woke up for work the next morning and was still high and he was oh. freaking out at work. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, and he took one and he woke up in jail. I don't even know. Well, oh, turns out his, he murdered his wife. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, no. Here, hey, Mason, we're trying to promote that kitchen. Okay? Oh, oh yeah. To- <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. You're right. No, hey, yeah. Edit it out. <laughs> yeah, edit it out. That's right. For our listeners, none of us have ever murdered our wives. No, yet. not yet. Yeah, not yet. We haven't. All right, buddy. Well, it, it sounds like uh, sound. I mean, I can hear it in your in your voice <laughs> that it. Yeah. I mean, I bet you're in a lot of pain, man. I'm gonna let you go. Um, right, thanks brother. for answering Good the one. phone. I, I hope that uh, I hope you start feeling better at least by like. I bet you'll. Uh, well, I mean, fuck, man. I bet you don't feel better until tomorrow. Shot. I better fucking feel better tomorrow. I got a show tomorrow night. Where Where are you at tomorrow? I'm at Severin's new place. I don't know what the location is, but it's Severin's uh, room. Oh, it's a secret. Well, no, I don't know what it is because he won't fucking publish the goddamn uh, flyer. Oh, okay. Okay. But I'll text him and I'll let you know. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to have to give him a call and uh, bitch him out for not putting me on the first one. <clears throat> Amen. You know? Uh, <laughs> um. All right, man. Well, uh, I hope you start feeling better, and uh, it was, I'm, I'm glad that you answered the phone. And everybody, Andrew Vickers, wish him well with his fucking wisdom teeth, and Thanks, uh, I'm, I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Talk to you soon, man. All Thanks. right, later, buddy. Bye.
All right. That was uh, my uh, soon-to-be former co-host, Andrew Vickers. I say soon-to-be because I expect uh, his wisdom teeth are going to get infected. He's probably going to die. No. Um, We wish him all the best here at uh, at High Noon. He uh, is moving on to... uh, bigger and better things here let's uh let's do another let's do another uh a guest call here here let's let's call another one mason what's up sham what's up buddy what's going on brother? hey you're on you're on high noon how are you oh what's going on i'm good how are you i'm good bud so i'm doing my first solo ep because everyone canceled on me today Oh shit, shit! So what's going on? Well, I was calling. I, I was texting you earlier to see if you wanted to come to come join me. Are you around? Uh, I'm gonna head out. I got capo tonight, and I'm going to meet up with a friend in about twenty minutes. But I mean, uh, let me let me see what he's doing. Uh, cause he might not meet up, and if he fucking uh. If he doesn't, I'll, just, I'll swing by before capo. Well, hold on. Let me see. Tell me if you can hear your theme song here. Hold on. Too. Did you hear that? A little bit, a little bit. Ah, oh, damn. So I just got off the phone with Vickers because uh, Andrew had his uh, his wisdom teeth took out today. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. So um, anyways, it, it, figure out what you're doing, and if you can come by, I'll plug in another microphone, and you can come join me. All right, sounds good. I'll let you know in 20 minutes. All right, later, buddy. Oh, thank you. Come again. Don't, don't do, don't do that. Yep. That's what's going to happen if Sham comes on. So if you hear that again here in a little bit, that means that Sham Subramanian is going to be coming on, folks. And uh, that'll be a fun time. And uh, he was saying that he's going to be at Capo tonight, which is Will Noonan's room in South Boston. If you haven't ever uh, been there, uh, you should definitely go by there. Capo every Wednesday. Uh, I'll be there in a couple weeks. uh, And then in September, because he's booked that far out. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. So here's a segment that I wanted to do that I thought would be fun. Um. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so there's a new song out right now. Just got released today by one of my favorite bands. Their name is Dirtwire. And a few of the, I think there's uh, the, the guy that plays the violin, I believe, uh, Alex. Uh, actually, let me look this up real quick. Just one second. Um, Oh, I <laughs> bullshit. I was way off. Uh, so, so Dirtwire is a spinoff band of Beats Antique, which Beats Antique is an awesome. I mean, you won't see a better live show than Beats Antique. But um, the guy that does the guitar and the banjo and the violin and all the string instruments in in Beats Antique. Uh, uh, that started Dirtwire. His name is David Satori, and uh, 
everyone should go follow Dirtwire on Instagram and David Satori, and also follow um, uh, Evan Fraser uh, and then uh, Mark Reveille. They are uh, just amazing musicians. Uh, they play at Red Rocks and all over the country and out west and California and shit. Um, but they just dropped this new song uh, a few uh, days ago, and I'm gonna. I'd like to play this. And all joking aside, this this song um, it really does describe what I've experienced um, on LSD. And what a few, uh, 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 quite a, obvi- not just a few, but a lot of people experience this uh, on LSD. And it's a, it's a, um, anyone who's ever done LSD can relate to this unless you're stupid. Because uh, everyone knows stupid people don't trip. You know what I mean? Um, From that day on, if I was going somewhere, I was running. That's right. Forrest Gump wouldn't trip if he took LSD. Uh, but I, and not to say that I'm smart or anything, but I have had, I mean, I've had about seven to ten wild, wild fucking trips on LSD. Uh, and I've tripped well over a hundred times. So technically I've got like a 90% success rate. Uh, that's pretty good. Think about it. And anyone that's ever had a bad trip, don't let that deter you. You know what I mean? Get back on that horse. Eat some more acid. You know, it ain't going to hurt you. You can't die from it. Um, You know, unless you jump off a building or something and think you could fly. But it's like Bill Hicks said. If you're going to try to fly when you're on acid, why don't you start from the ground? God damn it. Where the fuck is the... I really got to figure out the, oh, you know, if you're going to try LSD and you're going to try to fly on it, why don't you, I don't know, start from the ground. <laughs> totally not worth it. That's right. All right. So anyways, uh, this is the new Dirtwire song uh, featuring uh, Ram Dass. It's called Mid-America Motel. You can follow them on Spotify and wherever you get your Apple Music and all that. I'm just trying to give all the information so that uh, I can't get in any trouble for this. Uh, it's not that it, not like this is uh, monetized or anything. but um, So this is Mid-America Motel by Dirtwire. I was in the Mid-America Motel in Salina, Kansas, and uh, I uh, I took some LSD that turned out to be uh, considerably more than I thought I was taking, so much that I thought I was going to die. I started to run out of the hotel room to call for help. I was naked, and um, I got to the door, and I imagined what would happen next when I went outside that door. That the naked old man in room 125 is crazy, and it's Thorazine and all that, and I decided there must be easier ways to die than that, so I decided to stay in the room. (laughs) 
I sat down in front of the television set, which I had on, but the volume off, and I had a picture of my guru in the center of it, so that it was all coming out of his head. And I said to him, please let me die. I think I'm ready to die. And I decided they'd find me the next day, and it would be interesting. I mean, they just find this guy. And I had all these questions I would ask of the universe written all over the room, so that my mind would fall on a question. And uh, I thought, that's an interesting way to go. It's like crap's last tape, but, you know. So um, I kept asking to die, and I watched that my mind kept slowing down and slowing down and slowing down and slowing down until pretty soon I saw each thought arise, exist, and pass away. The next thought arise, exist, pass away. And then I saw there was a space between each thought. It was getting bigger and bigger as my mind penetrated more deeply. And then I went into the space between two thoughts, and there was a break in consciousness, and I wasn't. And then the next moment, I thought, well, in that case, I can be anything I want. And I came back. And then I started to recreate the universe after that. out here and all the suffering in the world and it was like a vast ocean of suffering and it was like they were all my children all of it all of it and i started to reach out for it and i started to gag it was like i was uh, retching like and it was it was like i couldn't handle absorbing it all into myself and yet i knew that's what i was doing just taking everything into myself and i and came I back, back. I started to recreate the universe after that. And I came back. And then I started to recreate the universe after that. And then I went into the space between two thoughts. And then the next moment, I thought, Well, in that case, I can be anything I want. And I came back from that. And then I started to recreate the universe after that.
was like I couldn't handle absorbing it all into myself, and yet I knew that's what I was doing, is taking everything into myself. And I started to reach out for it. Well, in that case, I can be anything I want. I can be anything I want. Fuck yeah. What a fucking awesome song. I mean, that song, that that whole, like, so that's uh, Ram Dass, uh, I believe. That's what it says. I don't really know. Who, uh, let me just look that up real quick. Um I think that's like a real speech. I probably sound like a fucking moron right now. Oh shit, he's from fucking Boston. Died in fucking Hawaii. But anyways, yeah, that uh so so that that whole speech there, man, like anyone who's ever had uh a truly uh wild psychedelic experience like that uh can relate to that. Um I actually, the reason I uh, really, that my, my personal uh, memory of, of having an experience like that, I was at a, a music festival back in Arkansas in 2011. I was probably, I think I was like 19, 18 or 19, and it was when I had first started taking LSD, and uh, I went to a music festival on Mulberry Mountain called Bird Fest, and it's a smaller, they call them like family festivals, right? And I went to this music festival with my good friend Charles. Uh, shout out Charles. He's like uh, one of my really, really good friends. That the first person that ever, that I ever got acid from. And um, so the story. So this is what happened. So uh, we're all swimming at the creek there by the campgrounds, and uh, we're like, it's like the first day there. It's probably three p.m., maybe two or three p.m. in the middle of July, hot as balls. And, uh, me and Charles were like, yeah, let's, uh, let's fucking dose, right? Let's go ahead and let's go take some, let's go take our hits. So we go back to the, to the car and now none of our campsite is set up and that's important to the story. None of the tents are set up, none of it. Right. And so, um, so I took, so we each take four hits of LSD and 
we're like, all right, let's go back to the creek. So we're walking back to the creek, and I don't even think it, you know, it, it was maybe, you know, it couldn't, it was almost instant. We're walking back to the creek, and something, like, we took the acid, and then all I remember is just, next thing I know, I'm, I'm veered off, and I'm in the woods, and I just sit down by the, something, something pulled me into the woods, and I sat down at, at this tree, and I, I'll never forget, it's still daylight out, and I just sat down, and all of a sudden, I felt magnetized to the earth. Like, I just, like, I couldn't move. I was paralyzed. And I wasn't scared. Like, I I wasn't, like, freaked out or nervous or anything like that. But something was pulling me back. But I felt okay. Like, whatever it was, I I was fine. I felt fine. And I, I just remember, like, sort of my head sort of looking around like my head could move. And then all of a sudden, I just, I left my body. And I all I was a I remember specifically being just a a sphere, a glowing sphere, and I remember I'll never forget I looked da- I'm looking down on my body, sitting on my butt against this tree, paralyzed, just sitting there looking on myself, and then all of a sudden I just, and I just shot above the like away from myself and everything and I shot into outer space and I remember I was just in a sphere I was just a glowing sphere or that's what everything it's what I perceived it to be I just felt like I was a ball of energy or you know something like that and so I'm up in space and something much like like the like that Ramdas uh speech that was going on in that song like I just, I could feel something and hear something telling me, not, not verbally, but a telepathic message was being sent to my brain telling me like, we are all one conscious mind and one conscious society and one being. We are all one and you are God. It was telling me that I am God, but we are all God. Everything as a united one, we are God. The energy that we are, we're God. And all we have on this planet, our true presence and meaning uh, to life and to being on this earth is to make things better. And by doing that, you have to take care of the, the ship that you're on, which is the earth. And the number one thing that I really, that it was telling me was, you know, and it sounds kind of silly, but it's like, take care of the earth. Don't litter. Be a better person. Like, love everybody. Like, it was just telling me sort of, don't take anything for granted. You know, whether you're successful in life or you're not. You still got to have a life and just cherish that and love your friends and everyone around you and strangers. And, you know, you know, obviously it's hard to do that, you know, as far as the strangers part goes. And I know this sounds probably kind of silly coming from, 
this dumb fucking hillbilly from Arkansas, but that's what it told me. It told me that I am God and that you're God and we are all God. We are all one. This is all one thing. We're all on the same, you know, back to Bill Hicks. This is a roller coaster. We're all on a ride. You know, we all have a, you know, it's like we're all in a play uh, and all in a, um, a movie in a sense. And we all have a part to play. And, uh, you know, just basically it telepathic. And then it, and then while I'm hearing this and getting this message, I saw, uh, a glimpse, like a, it looked like a tube in front of my face, a TV that was stretched out almost. And from the beginning to the end, it showed me my birth all the way. My whole life flashed in front of me and it showed me to my death. And, uh, for some reason, the number 87, was there. So like, I I don't know if it's like, I'm going to die at 87 or I'm going to make it to 87, which let's be honest. I mean, at the rate I'm going, I don't know if I'm going to make it to 77 or 67. If that, you know what I mean? Cause I mean, Hey, if you ain't boozing, you losing. Uh, but yeah, so, um, so anyways, uh, so I, I get this great message and this whole crazy, and I'm still in outer space by the way. And, and I'm just in this glowing sphere so, so then all of a sudden I get shot back down and I just get shot back down to earth. And, and I remember I'm coming back into the atmosphere and I'm, I'm coming back down to Mulberry mountain and I see myself walking down a road and I just, I fucking slam back into my body and I'll, I'll never, I, I tripped. Like I felt, oh, I tripped. All right. I tripped balls. No, but I did. I tripped and I just remember getting up off my hands and knees and being like, what the fuck was that? Like, holy, and I was shaking and like, I felt sick and it was still daylight. And I'm like, I felt like I had been gone for hours. And so I'm walking back. And I get back to the campsite. All the tents were set up. All my friends had set up their tents, right? Which before, when I took the acid, there were no tents set up. So I had must have been gone for at least a few hours, right? So so I get back and my, my other friend goes, dude, where you been? And I'm like, ah, dude, I got to tell you what just happened. And I just, you wouldn't believe this, man. Like, like I got sucked up into fucking outer space, man. Like, you don't even know, dude. Like, I was just, like, blown away by, like, what had just went down. You know what I mean? And and my buddy's like, dude, relax. Like, what the fuck? You, you were gone for, like, an hour. Like, where the fuck have you been? And I'm like, dude, I was just out in the woods. And then, and then here, and then, dude, like, I look over and my friend Charles came walking out of the woods and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So, so I, I, uh, I run over to him and I grab him by the wrist and I go, Charles, what the fuck just happened, dude? Like what? And he's, his whole body is trembling and he goes, shh, 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 get, get the fuck away from me. Get away from me, dude. We can't, we can't talk about this. And I go, no, dude, we got to talk about this. Like, did that, what did that just happen to you too? Like, and then at that point it felt like, 
it felt like our world was going to, just like, like that speech in the song, like where you're like, so Charles pukes, he just throws up in front of me and he's like, shut the fuck up. Like it was just like that. And he's like, dude, get away from me. We're not, we can't talk about this. We have to keep it to ourselves. Where I, I wanted to fucking just tell the world. I wanted to get on a fucking microphone and just scream it to the to the people. Like, we are all God. Like, we're God. I'm God. You're God. Just wanted to shout it, right? And uh, I'll just never forget. He was like, man, we can't. This isn't something you can talk about, dude. Don't, don't get away from me. And so for the rest of the night, it was just like, You know, you spend the next few hours wondering if that really happened because you're still tripping. Like, you're still on acid after that happens. And you don't really know. Like, you almost can convince yourself that what just happened wasn't real. But I've had similar experience. I've never experienced that same thing again. Not that exact. But I've had wild experiences since then that, I mean, it it just was too real to not be real. And I, you know, to this day, I've always been curious if you only get that one, you get that one trip and it tells you what life's about. You get that one time when you get to speak to the creator or the, the collective consciousness that is life. You know, I don't, I don't know if you just get the one time. Because, I mean, it hasn't happened since. But I've always kept that with me. And I might not always practice what I was told. You know, let's be honest. I mean, I'm a fucking... I can be a real fucking douchebag. A real fucking dickhead at times. A real asshole. And, you know, I should be better. We should all be better. And we can all be better and... And I should be, I should be practicing what I've heard and preached. And, you know, it's tough to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of, that's probably the wildest experience I've ever had on LSD. I mean, that was a true out of body experience that, that I have not experienced to this day. And I wonder if I will again, um, I, I'm still not sure, uh, if that'll happen again. Um, you know what? Let me try to call Charles real quick. We'll get Charles on the horn here. Hello? Hello, governor. What's up? Oh, hold on one second. I'm saying about my mom real quick. All right. Say hi, Phyllis. Uh, Mason said hi, mom. Did you get married? I, I did. Yes, got married. About three three years ago. Yeah, I was supposed to be there and I wasn't. Yeah, because Char- everybody... Charles is a shit friend. Well, you're not the first person. I had my best. I was supposed to be best man at my friend's wedding and fucking didn't make it. <laughs> He's been pissed me about that for Matthew. Shit. Quicker, Matt. Oh, oh. <laughs> The one over here that you know. Oh yeah. Well, hey, let's sh- listen to me. Stop. Right stop. Stop talking for a second. You're on okay. my podcast. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we live, motherfucker. No, I just okay. wanted. I, I needed you to stop that conversation. 
Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice briefing. Yeah. It was all it was all lies. Prank caller. Prank yeah, caller. Yeah. <laughs> Look out. But hey, so so say bye to your mom real quick, because I actually have a reason I'm calling you. I'm doing a solo episode. It's just me here by myself. Okay. Get in the guys, get in the car. All right, good boy. Bye, fellas. Okay. All right, so so you're in you're in your truck now. Yeah. All right, so everybody, uh, this is my really good friend Charles. Uh, this is who I just told this story about. Um, so let me fill you in real quick. So I was just. So, yeah, I know, right? So I was just listening to the new Dirtwire song that's featuring the Ram Dass speech. Yeah, I, I listened to that while ago on the drive down here. That's uh, yeah, it was a good. That's a good song. So fucking good, right, man? So the, yeah. the reason that I wanted to call you, because uh, that song, so I'm doing a solo podcast because uh, my co-host had his wisdom teeth took out today and my two guests canceled. So I figured, fuck yeah. it, I'll do my own thing. And that song made me remember the time that you and I had that crazy experience at Birdfest. Well, so I, I so I just told I have, so, I have some somewhat of some amnesia during some of that that I don't know if it's perpetrated by consciousness or what, but I can remember pieces. So so Go I ahead. so I so I just told my experience from my point of view. So I was hoping that you'd be willing to tell your story, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here. And pretend that I don't know what happened. And you, do, would you mind doing that? Man, I don't know how well I can do a filling in without being reminded of some of it. Honestly, um, what were it? Alex? Were those Alex Grace? They were. They were when we first had. We had just got the. Uh, and they weren't the. Uh, they weren't the research chemical ones. I don't think. I think well, they were. I, hey, if they whether they were or not, whatever those were. Yeah, right. Actually, <laughs> you, know, right. you know what, dude? Maybe they because they were those purple ones. I've kind of pieced together. I've heard possibly it was DOC. That's a possible candidate. I've heard of. I've heard that it totally wasn't that along my travels. But like whatever it was, caused me to have some. Uh, I never had experiences like that since on what you know regular. Same. Okay. So actually, dude, maybe. All right. So continue. Let so actually, can you go into that? What do you mean by that? just for the people that don't know about what we're talking about? Um. Well, um. Alexander Shulgin was a guy. Sasha Shulgin was a guy who uh, a chemist who like back in like in, in the glory days of the uh, psychedelics, he like went off by himself, I guess, and created a whole bunch of chemicals. He wrote two books. One called uh, Pictal and Pical. Uh, tryptamine is I've known and loved, and phenethylamines I've known and loved. Phenethylamines would be like your uh, LSD actually falls in that category. It's the only hallucinogen it really does. MDMA does, and so does methamphetamine. Um, the tryptamines would be your um, your mushrooms that, that actually phosphorylate their psilocybin turns to um, DMT in your stomach, but all the DMTs and stuff like that. So those are all endogenously produced in the body. And the phenethylamines have like you know chemically altered, so most of the the stuff that he produced were um, like the two CBs, two CEs. There's like a DOC, like just a, a number of acronyms like that that they mm. you know shor- shorted together for molecules that he tweaked it a little bit to see what it would do. All of them resembling serotonin in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. but uh, DOC is and this is just fabled. I don't really know if this is if it, even a new research chemical, but these are chemicals that were just 
made off the model of what we have the psychedelics and they've been tweaked over time by a human to get different results but there's a shogun scale i think one through four if i'm not mistaken four being transcendental where you encounter other beings and you're never the same okay so I yeah because i think that's what now. yeah because i think that's what happened to us at bird fest yeah, for sure. And what I've experienced when going in and out of those type states, especially when it comes to research chemicals or LSD, I can't usually, like a, like a dream, I can't pull back exactly what just happened back. I can pull like little strings, but like I, I'll never know. The only thing I've been able to come back with actual knowledge from is like ayahuasca. It's like Can you, uh, you you're wanna... downloaded certain sh- no, I was just going to say I would love to hear you uh, tell about your recent experiences in Florida with that, too, if you if you want to go oh, into that. Well, shit. Um, so well, actually, here, we'll, we'll, wait, wait, wait a minute. Let's let's continue what you were saying. We'll, we'll come back to the ayahuasca, but I want to talk particularly about Birdfest and what you do remember. Well, um, I don't know how much I get Birdfest confused with that time at Fallen Water yep, when we yep. camped overnight. Yep. Because Same, same, uh, same. Um, I just know that, um, and I've, at these certain shows, I've not, I've done the like uh, actual research after the fact that like you know sound waves do fucking carry like power and current and all kind of shit like that. So I've been carried away by music, like on the on, like any time I've gone to a bass nectar show and took any type of chemical like LSD for instance, like whether it's a hit or five. Like, I go out of my body for a while and come yeah, back into it same. doing some retarded shit. Yeah, yeah, same, and same. I've been communicating with beings like, I came to in jail with my socks on my hands, yeah, like, yeah. slapping them like a duck on the wall, like, saying, and I was talking to somebody, like, a lot of bodies, like, or no bodies, really, like, bodiless things, thoughts, I don't know. Yeah. But when we've been under some of the things and Terrence McKenna and his brother did this the last like they at their thing at La Chirera, the last 17 days or 10 of the 17 they did they only talked telepathically but you know you could say that that's just a form of schizophrenia but right but didn't dude, go to sleep and they were talking telepathically but you just you're hearing these voices then you start putting together that those voices are actually coming from your friend's head you yeah. can see from the way his eyes look absolutely and, and just like us speak, at, just like us at Fallen Water Yes, yeah, so like I didn't even remember that morning what I had said, or I just know what I I'd kind of known what I was doing, and I didn't know why or how. But it, you were freaked the fuck out. You were scared oh, yeah. of me for a little bit. Yeah, I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck, dude?" Because remember, you you knew the song that was stuck in my head. And, yeah, and, I was and hearing it somehow. You you were hearing that little Wayne song that it was uh. Uh, what's you kept going? What's the song? What's the song? And you knew the song. Uh, do you remember it by chance or no? It, oh, it was man. something about new shoes. Or, or, oh, oh, my shit's brand new. Yeah, my shit is brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, brand new. It's a song like my sneakers, motherfucker. Yeah, like, brand new. And I remember you were like, "Hey, scooter, my shit is brand new." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, dude. I mean, man, the the thing is. That was so real that it yeah, freaked the spirit it, world, it, asshole. Yeah, dude, yeah, they can't <laughs> you see, see us. The size of that chicken. Yeah. 
<laughs> they, they can't see us. We're in the spirit world, no, man, asshole. I've been, I've been I've been fucking on research for ten years now. I, I took a little time off of drinking, got sidetracked, but I also got me back on point. But I wasn't fucking wrong. It's just depressing and kind of if you don't know what to do with the information. Right. You kind of want to go back to sleep. It's like you once you take the blue pill with the matrix, it's like you go back to sleep. But like I'm sitting here like half ass awake trying to like numb the shit. It's like I took the red pill. So fucking figure this shit out. Right. But like we got the collective unconscious, man. No, it's yeah. is, is our own. App, like, dude. So Carl, Carl Jung had that shit right 100 years ago. So, so it's funny. Well, it's not, it's not funny you say that because it's true. But when I, I just told my, my end of the story at Birdfest and how when I left my body in that glowing sphere and I left the earth, whatever that was that telepathically was talking and I didn't see anything and I didn't hear any words, but something was telepathically telling me that we are all one. Something was telling me yeah. that I, that I am God and that, yeah, that, you that you're God. We are so all. I guess, so I, I, I guess I could sim, I could segue that into my la, my ayahuasca experience in March. Well, well, uh, wait. I want to hear what happened because the whole thing is okay, I okay, just sorry. I just told my bird fest story. So I when I so I left off where I came back. I was shot back into my body, and I yeah. come up on the campsite and I come up to you and I go, dude, what the fuck was that? And you were like, get away from me, get away from me, and then you just puked. You were like, we can't tell anybody about what we just had happen. So I would like to know what you had happened from the time we dosed at the trunk of the car until you saw me and you puked. Can you? Do you remember any of that or no? Oh, man, I really kind of don't remember, but like, it's kind of a blur in between me. I kind of have a feeling for whenever the goddamn threshold is a good word for it is about to be passed. And even at Silky's in Russellville, that's happened to me. I, I kind of fade into another dimension. And I'm halfway in between both. I've actually right. had a guy in a helicopter. And I don't know if this is me in another life simultaneously going on or what the fuck I actually tapped into at that point. But it was a guy and he seemed familiar in a helicopter. Like, like if I stayed in the military, for instance, it yeah. was like, you know, not too long after I got out, it was like, he's he grabbing my hand and pulling me into a helicopter. And like, then like I'm stepping up on the Silky's porch and I just fucking puke when they started talking to me. And it's like, I was almost like strangling on my puke too. It was coming up, but the purging process is like a spiritual, like yep. signal. That like was mushrooms yep. in the, like the ayahuasca taught me it's like a necessary thing. I used to not want to on, mushrooms but like it's like you're um you're being vulnerable to the universe like the universe is fucking itself that's what's going on the whole fucking time fucking sun is putting out the rays the black hole sucking them back in and you can have an orgasm any fucking time you want right uh, it's anyway no no i mean i ever, ever i i completely understand everything you just said um no. and for any for anyone that's uh that's that might have might be listening to this i mean this is like wild shit that, and I, Charles, you can attest to this. Stupid people can't trip. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't label them. Well, then how come, how come, well, how come not, have... how come not everyone that's took acid has experienced this? Not everyone. I, I would just say that like your particular essence is uh, sensitive in that particular way and you should explore that. Like people are empaths, for instance, like that could be what's going on. Your essence is sensitive to that part or however you was raised. You didn't lose something that other people may have lost. You know, like I, I got to live like in the bottoms and around nature like when I was a kid and like I was kind of a loner in that way. Or witches or 
hey, society and they live off on their own rules. You're, you're cutting out really bad. Are are you oh, driving sorry. right now? Is it, is it better now? Yeah. Okay. So say go back a few sentences. Well, I was like, uh, in a way, I was excluded from society-ish. Well, I mean, like, what makes shamans and witches and people that think along like those? Like, well, for one thing, society labels them that thing, and they're like really whatever they are, but they live by their own law, I guess, of nature's law. So they get like labeled that. But I guess probably that like and staying in nature by myself so much like caused me to not lose something that other people may lose along the way in childhood. Uh, that maybe I trust it or something. So I know like that intuition I like pay attention to it. Like, a little like bit. to accept whatever, like, like, do you mean like that when you're tripping, you're, you're open to accepting what's about to happen? Yeah. Or maybe even like when I was seven or eight years old, I was in the woods by myself instead of just like talking to people or this, that, or the other. And like, I was, didn't lose a, 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 a tool like for, for, for to, to pick up on that, that I traded for something else to be able to handle humans. Gotcha. Because, like, I'm not the best people person, honestly. I like to think I am, but, like, I, I, I kind of don't communicate that well. And you, you like, you like myself, you, you, I know you have a, uh, or you have a, a way older brother, and, and then you had a sister, but you basically grew up uh, an only child, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the only one between my parents. Right. And you had old parents. Yeah, yeah. They were, like, 40 when I was born. Right. So that in itself is already kind of... And then you also, you grew up in a town of, like, 700 people. Yeah, yeah. And I, by just sitting in my mom's office, like, I guess, no offense, but I realized I was raised around a bunch of idiots, and it caused <laughs> a lot of issues. Yeah. And like, I'm not even trying to sound like whatever no. about that, but it's just, like, it's hard. Like, I understand why I left, and, like, I, even if I try to engage now, like, it's it's a, it's a challenge. I, I need to learn how. I still don't know how to communicate, but it's like, I don't know if they're trying to even hear what I'm trying to say, so I feel I have to dumb myself down to even have a conversation. Yeah. Um, and that's my perception anyway, so. Well, so before we get into, I'd love to hear about your ayahuasca stuff, uh, but before we do that, I just want to relate to you there. When so like my dad and I do not have meaningful conversations, like okay. about about anything. Like when I when I if and when I do talk to my dad or when I'm back home, literally it's the most meaningless conversations that you would ever have. It's like the weather, uh, work, yeah. uh, that day, things about that day. Or like I would, say, I, I, would, I would say that's that's not so uncommon dynamic with the father, but, or, or with mine. He was always grumpy, so I had to find ways of. I knew what he meant, and I would try to ex, extract stuff from him. But I knew he was limited, so I understood him in that way, which also kind of gave our relationship meaning because we had this. But I, I, I don't know. But it's like I don't. It, would he ever? Would he ever ask? Like, would you? Would you? If you wanted to have a real conversation, would you have to initiate it? Or would he ever ask how you're doing? Uh, I don't. I can't really recall if he ever asked how I was doing. He right. was usually giving me a lecture about what I was doing wrong. Yeah, same. He yeah, liked yeah. to give lectures, and now I realize I kind of do a little bit too. Right. Um, whenever right. in an argument, at least. Um, yeah, because my uh, my dad never asks me anything about my personal life. Like it's always it's always the most base level converse. Like, how are the what's the taxes like in Massachusetts? You if know? you want me to be honest, um, actually, the deepest conversations I ever had with my father was the most unexpected time, and it was in prison. 
Um, my mom couldn't be there for whatever reason, and I was right down the road in the feds. Mm. So, like, I did. I think I, I think my mom went on a fucking cruise or some shit. <laughs> I don't know if this was before or after my sister died or whatever was going on, but my dad just came up there to visit me, and I would have to tell him because I was getting tattooed. He would have to let me know because I didn't want to get a surprise visit while I'm in the middle of getting tattooed on the weekend. Right. Because uh, you, anyway, you could only do that at certain points. Man, I had nine months like left when I started getting the back piece, and it was like he was constantly ha- because he knew I could only come on certain days because I was in the drug program, and the guards were watching us closer, and we'd get in trouble. We actually they had leverage over us; nobody else in there was scared of getting in trouble. Well, it's crazy uh, they were watching you more, and you still had a back piece done. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> they, they weren't watching too close. To, it's a testament to dedication, you know. <laughs> Dedication and luck, because I actually did get caught out of bounds one time, and they could have sent me all the fucking way back, but they didn't. So, right. I'll, I'll put. I'll say one thing about the the people in the, with the government. Um, if you act like you want any type of help, they'll at least give you enough rope to hang yourself. <laughs> they had fucked me over the first time, so white privilege, whatever. Like, I've I've usually gotten a second chance. Right. Anyway, well. All right. Well, I mean, all right. So I guess we're not. I guess that's more of a father son thing. Then I was kind of thinking. A, it, I was kind of wondering actually, if it was a southern thing. Man, there's actually the the young the young archetypes. Man, I've been delving into more. There's even this um, podcast. It's like the Jungian life or whatever, and they've been delving into like the father complexes, and it's like. If your father was there, you'll have this complex, and if you had the absentee father, you'll have a complex. It's like it's not necessarily the complex is a bad thing, but it's like you have to confront this monster that's in your shadow and ask it what it's about. Like, what's this thing that makes you angry or frustrates you about this other person? It's like that's really what frustrates you about yourself. And I know that's cliche, but like we don't really do the work when we talk about that. And it's like this thing that's in you. Like, demon, call it whatever you want to. These things interacting that you're stifling. Like, you, you're not supposed to have shame or any type of thing like that. You're just supposed to learn through this spiritual experience and, like, you know, turn it. But, it, like, you have to, like, whatever you find, that, that, that shadow, you have to confront it and be, like, not necessarily have a fight. But, like, you know, who who are you and what is this about? Like, why am I really mad? What is this going on? And mm-hmm. usually it'll tell you. Like, it wants to be known. So then you like that power. It's like Solomon and the 72 demons or whatever. It's all a metaphor for like taking your own demons and exercising them because they're like, they are how you are. Like you are, you know, how you are already. It's like taking that stuff and making it work for you. And then like, you know, if you're an addict, you could like, you literally are transferring that energy into a thing that like gives you way more pleasure. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, then you're, like, your demons are there, but you don't hate them. Like, they work for you. Like, you're in charge of all these motherfuckers now, and you, like, got their power with you. If you want to look at the demon as a metaphor or fucking as an actual thing, it's fucking those right. crazy you're, that's just what you're. Head. That's just what you're labeling it as, right? It doesn't yeah, necessarily... I mean, it has nothing do, to do so with, like, yeah, it has nothing to do with demons from a Bible. Like, my demons are doing jumping jacks now. Right. Well, so would you you want to would you want to talk about your ayahuasca experience? Uh, then the, uh, you you've gone three times, right? Okay, yeah. So I, I, I it's you, been like you want you want to you want to go from like your first time to your third time? Yeah, I can kind of sum it up um, pretty easily in a okay. way too. Um, I've actually heard recently when somebody asked me how many times I've drank, I was like, just be like the fourteenth time or whatever, and they're like, well, it, it really counts on how many you know separate retreats, and I was like, oh, okay, well that would have been my third one third time of the trip because like it is like because i went to one actually a week or two ago in tennessee 
And with the same with Charlotte from Columbia that set this one, so I like trust what he's on. It's um, it's, the it, sa- I, it's the same guy from Florida. Well, he's from Columbia, and the place in Florida is a church, and this other church has other ones in different states. And this guy goes to you know wherever he's needed to go, and he's starting his own thing in Hawaii. But he's like a Colombian. Like, I think he's an Akita. Uh, I'm, I'm going to fuck it up, so I'm not even going to say it. Okay. Uh, a Nicarella. Nicarella is just the one who sings the song. Anyway, he's he's fucking he's real deal, man. He was in my fucking vision with me with a demon explaining to me like it was the cocaine demon, but like he he stood for other shit. But he looked like Darth Maul with like dreadlocks, but kind of like but, the ghost of jazz off the mighty Boosh, only red and black. Right. So did did he kind of look like the voodoo guy in uh, in the third season of uh, American Horror Story? Well, that's Papa Legba, but it's kind of, yeah, but different. It's like he's my own personal one. So okay. he's like Darth Maul, only a voodoo doctor okay. with gold teeth. Yeah, and, he, and how did you know it was the cocaine demon? Well, because I had, okay, all right. So just, let me see. Let me back it up just a little bit. Yeah. Um, you, you got as I much time as you want. I, don't, I, 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 was on, I was on pain pills like a motherfucker, like in a bad fucking place. And like, well, a lady was like, I was trying to find this place to go to ayahuasca. I was on federal probation. I was supposed to go down to Peru. That shit got fucked up. I've been trying to go drink that shit and it never worked out. And then we found out there's this place in Orlando. So I went, like, I think it was 2017. Yep. First time I went, I was fucking miserable. The shit like didn't work for me the way it wanted to, but I did end up having some dream visions that actually stuck with me. So what I got out of the first one is like, it seems like, God, if you want to call it, shows up in each one as a different figure. This time he was Morgan Freeman. And what I got <laughs> out of the most of the conversation was that cats have an, even cats have an opinion. Now I'd had like problems with cats. I've been mean to them before. Really didn't like them all this shit. Yeah. yeah. I just started we, we don't have to go into details. <laughs> Well, I, I was, that, that's all I was going. This yeah. shit did happen. I felt bad about it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that that simple thing, it just started. I started being nice to cats. And now I, like, started taking care of all these animals and, like, heal that part of the inner, inner child or whatever. So second time, which goes into the, the cocaine demon time, like, this particular time, and fuck it, I guess I'll just be candid fucking, I was in a fucked up place, and I'd actually shot cocaine that week just, like, trying to off myself, really. Fuck, um, actually put like, Jesus I put Christ. Like, I put like 1.2 in the syringe like what? and hit that motherfucker. Yeah, like I, I so it's like that I survived as a fucking miracle. Was this like the so, the fish like the good shit? Yes. Yes. So I dude, this so let, just oh, one I, second, I one second. Down, Hold on. Room spun is crazy. So this must have been like right after we moved. Yeah, probably. Cause that was that probably like June or July of 2017. That was actually this was actually in November of 18. Oh, okay. So about a year or so, a year and some cha- just a little before a year, actually, I guess, or yeah. a little over a year. But holy fuck, so, dude! So, well, I mean, I guess however the first experience, I was trying to get miraculously healed, and like while I was leaving the airport, coming back because I was pissed about what had happened. Fucking, I came back and got some pain pills. And so, like, it, it maybe it changed how I was treating things, but I was looking for, like, a, a some cure that I wasn't given. So and I kind of went, you know, off the rails a little bit, and that I guess I ended up having to hit some other type of rock bottom to get me back there to do it again because it had turned me off to doing it, I guess. Well, wait, what happened after you shot the 1.2? Well, um, I fell, 
because like I guess I had tried to walk because the other ones honestly didn't impress me. Like, I had just like started that week out of the blue. I guess I had sorted some and said fuck this shit. It ain't whatever. I was like I I wanted to try to know what this shit's about. Anyway, um, that turned into like a couple of days of fucking around, and I'd fucked shit up once again with with old girl. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, I went and got one point because I had ordered one, and like you know, it, it weighed over, so it was one point two, and I just put water on that whole motherfucker. God damn, fucking, dude! Uh, I went to try to walk, and fucking luckily, I caught myself enough to fall against the wall. I lost all constitution in my body, and I was not aware of this breathing before now, which now I realize it's like a type of yogic breath work I was doing, um, holotropic breath work, actually. Anyway, um, some part of me just kicked in. The whole room was spinning, like, and not like a drunk way, like fucking like uh, inception, like sideways shit. Right, almost like, like you're on an, in a K-hole or something. Yeah, going down a tunnel. Anyway, my body just kicks in. And all I can do is <clears throat> and just breathe through it. And like, fuck, dude, were you by yourself? Later. Yeah, I was by myself. And then my what's fucked up is my buddy had to come find. Like he came knocking, and, and like there was blood all over the place. It was a whole ordeal, man. Why was there blood? Because of the the way I you. Uh, oh, you fucked! I, I was you fucked I was up. Incapacitated. It started squirting out when I fell. Oh my god, like, dude! It was out, but fucking, you know, it was bleeding all over the place, and I couldn't do shit about it. So, like, my buddy knocked, and then I had to come in and see all that shit before I could clean it up. Anyway, so I ended up back at the hey, fucking house. place. you're you're uh wait, talk again. Anyway, yeah, I ended you're up good. Back you're at good. The place. So I I ended up like was left the house. Um. Was, I guess, kicked out, I guess. I had this, like, my little cheerleader bag on me, and it was, like, in the middle of winter, fucking with my house shoes and some shit on. I ended up, like, making it to the bus station, taking a bus to Memphis, and then, like, I guess getting a flight and getting a flight to Orlando, and then taking a cab, getting kicked out of that cab, putting another cab, and I'm, what like, shot fuck? Coke Why'd you butt. get kicked I out of the cab? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he was trying to say. I still don't know. It was confusing at the time. He said he couldn't go that far, but he said he couldn't cross the county line. But fucking, he was. He knew where my destination when he picked me up. Right. But right. I had just did the last of my coke on the bus, so that could have had something to do with it too. I was crazy as fuck. So I, I, I took like. I don't know, man. man. Listen, I was, I was on a bunch of cocaine. I don't know. Yeah. For real, like it's been a few days and all oh that shit my. happened. I and this it. is when you decided to go. The, it's like now's the time. I got to go drink some ayahuasca. No, I was out of the house. I was kicked. I was like, that was my like. I was like, suicidal. I, that was like my last straw. That's that was the only what, thing I knew to fucking do. I knew not to go to rehab. That I've been there. That's fucking yeah. Not going to fucking help anything. Right. Uh, anyway, um, so I go and this time, like I got there a day late and shit. Like and they were like understanding because I'd been there and shit. It was surprising because I'd kind of been critical of them too, um, but like they totally like let me stay three weeks um, because I told was honest about what was going on. But anyway, uh, I drank that first night, and normally I even come out of it a little bit later. But I I went to a whole another dimension. Like was there? I guess kind of it looked like hell. Um, what did, what like, did it I, look I, like? I just, I, I just woke up the next morning. So, like, there was no coming out of it and whatever. That's the only time I've just woke up the next day and was like, what the fuck? What did it What did so, it look like? Man, I guess it kind of looked like Dante's Inferno, that game. And then I encountered the, like, the shaman was in, the, like, and he, he doesn't really speak English. 
So like, but it, so I, I used to think he was speaking English in my vision, but now mm-hmm. I think I was just understanding Spanish in yeah. the vision. Yeah, like we were just speaking telepathically. You know, we were speaking the language. Well, don't you don't, don't you speak I, a little bit of Spanish? Yeah, but I'm not fluent enough to fucking be yeah, understanding yeah. exactly the nuances of what he's saying. And gotcha. there was, I would, yeah, yeah. you know, you would know if he was speaking Spanish, and I could kind of make it out. It's like, no, he was speaking my my language, whatever the fuck that means. Right. Um, Might have even been more that, telepathic than anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't really fucking there. You know, I mean, he, you know, he was walking around dealing with other folks. I right, mean, which is why I made him in there. How yeah. the fuck that was. Um, but I mean, at the same time, he was over me, fanning me, playing this harmonica song that still, I didn't know that was a song. I heard him play it the next day and I was like, that's the song I heard when I was in hell. I thought that was just the song, like how it sounded down there. Wow. It's, it's it's jarring anyway. Um, so after the, and I still don't know too much about the demon. I don't know if that's going to come back up later and be revealed and be just funny. I need to explore further, whatever. Um, but I also haven't done the cocaine since or had the earth like it's just that went away so maybe so um so when 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 what uh so when when was the last time you drank ayahuasca um two weeks ago okay and so for that one was that a what so now that you've gone through these crazy negative ones and you no no that wasn't even the tip of that like that was just building up to the actual story oh okay that's long-winded no go Uh, ahead well i mean so the demon thing happened, and then within the same vision, well, I guess I was, like, showing both the dark and the light. Anyway, so this godhead appears after the demon experience, and it seemed like it was in hell, but maybe it moved. Anyway, he looked like Colonel Sanders, kind of mixed with Ulysses S. Grant, but his mustache and his eyebrows rolled in and out like um, a map on a board. You know how they fold and flap? Yeah, they would roll yeah. out and they would roll in. And since I would say that Alex Gray's um, the that, that that cosmic elf, I think, is the one. And he has like a flaming beard. That thing is close to resembling what I'm talking about. I'm trying. I'm gonna start doing a painting of it now. Um, yeah, I've really thought about it. But it, it just reminded me of like this Southern Fried comedy was playing like in my head that theme. And then this Colonel Sanders looking motherfucker shows up, and I can only guess that maybe. I don't know because I'm white or just some sort of absurdity. The absurdity is like what is key in any of these spiritual experiences because this shit is not what the fuck you thought. It is ridiculous. And it's trying to just show you how ridiculous that it really is. And you have no anyway. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Don't, don't, so, don't, don't cut it. No, keep explaining. This is, this is good so, shit. Uh, he, Oh, well, Terrence McKenna talks about it, too, and I realized, like, the paradox and absurdity go with each other. Like, God is the cosmic joker, mm-hmm. and in any situation, he's in the paradox. But, like, the funny thing is, is in any situation, there's a joke, and it's like, are you the butt of the joke, or are you the one laughing? It's like, any, if you're objective, you could see the sense of humor, and I guess that's what's being enlightened is, but it's hard to do that, you know, with emotions and all that. Oh, I love I guess that. that's what it's about. That's and then that's and then that's almost not exact. That's almost sort of why you have the Joker twice on your back. You got to be a fool twice in your life for enlightenment. Once for love and once for faith. Fuck yeah, dude! No, the whole tattoos are telling stories. I'm still filling them in. It's like build the temple, man. If you build it, they will come. I don't know what it means. Well, I I I got. I mean, balls and look, I know. As as someone who I, I would like to to post a, a picture of your your back tattoo whenever I post this episode, 
But your back, sure. piece, your back piece is just mind blowing to everything that we've talked about and everything in your life personally. Uh, you know, I don't really know what uh, 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 <laughs> uh, what Lord of the Rings has to do with anything. It's the allegory. Yeah, yeah, but but no, your back piece is fucking amazing. But especially for being done with a guitar string, fucking need- oh, yeah. needle and because uh, I saw uh, the original. <laughs> He put a he put a um a separate he put a special one together for me I think that was a seven point was the highest one and I'm going tomorrow to get my collie uh, done on my stomach and it's like thirty oh yeah 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 oh by the way that's my other so besides your back I love your back piece obviously you know that but but uh, I love that stomach tattoo too um, which well, I, I'd, love to all, I'd love to post all I'd love to post when I post this uh, podcast episode. I'd love to post all that, but also shout out Matt O'Baugh. What What's his Instagram? Uh, tell people um, where they can follow him and what his it, tattoo shop is. It's Matt O'Baugh, um, M-A-T-T-O-B-A-U-G-H at Black Cobra Tattoo, Sherwood. Art, well, no, no, they moved from Sherwood. They just opened a new location in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Holler and see if you can get an appointment, but you probably can't for quite a while. For months. But I'm getting in tomorrow, so yeah, I'll hell let yeah, you know how that goes. yeah. It's you've been you've been going there for a minute now, but um, but so anyway, <laughs> shout out Matt O'Ball. That dude fucking rules. He he made it to uh, I think the third runner up on Ink Master. Um, but well, it, they got they got to the finals, and then it's like voting after that. Right, so right. It would really be whoever has the biggest city they're from. Right. Because I don't know if Arkansas's whole like got a population of one of their towns of people that like tattoos. But well, also, I'm not even sure that everyone in Arkansas has cable to even get to see yeah. Ink Masters. But anyways, uh, so so our, back our to phones to text from. Yeah, yeah, they got they all got them burner phones down there. You had to get on Twitter to vote, by the way. Like I oh. had to start a Twitter for that. Oh yeah, That's I don't. The only I don't even. I, started when... I don't even have anyway. Twitter. But anyways, yeah. So all right. So back to I, I derailed you. I, I want to finish from the. So are we up to sure. the two weeks sure. ago when you when sure. you drank ayahuasca? Well, no. I was just in the middle of like the plantation owner that showed up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So his, continue his, from the there. Mor- the, the moral of his story was to tell me that like, and I'm all, and I'm in my philosophy, I'm telling to be like, there's a no such thing as right wrong type of thing. It depends on your situation. But he was like, three. He's like, slavery is fucking wrong, or any type of um, um, getting over on somebody. I mean. Um, I'm missing the word, but anyway, any any type of exploitation is fucking wrong. And the reason, and the re, and it what, the funny thing is, he came as a plantation opener to tell me that slavery's wrong. Yeah. I guess that's the absurdity of that part, along with the rolling mustache and eyebrows that were like on fire. But um, it he also like said the reason for it was greed, and like greed really is the I guess the base for all the problems. Um, but it also showed me, I didn't know if this was showing me somebody else's pain or if it was actually me in a past life or an ancestor or whatever, but I got to see the pain of this um, dark-skinned lady having birth, and then they, like, shot her kid, and she Fuck. died and all this stuff, and, like, I was, like, there or her or something like that. And maybe, I got, maybe, like, you, I maybe you were the plantation owner. Who exactly? Who the fuck knows? Maybe, I mean, all those things are fucking true. I don't. I mean, I don't fucking know. I yeah. See, I mean, it, it was so real though. Like, I was crying my fucking eyes out. 
Um, and that, that was, I had a, I stayed there for a couple more weeks and had some more experiences, but none of them were like as exponential as that one. I finally had a decent day ceremony the next day that kind of showed me something to do with Star Trek and just kind of like, well, you know, now, now let me, let me ask you this. Let, let me, let me ask a question real quick. When, when okay. you're there for all those weeks, like when you, when you stay at these, these retreats for weeks, how often do you drink the ayahuasca and do you build a tolerance like you do on acid? Well, that's the tricky thing about it. So I haven't been able to quite figure that out yet. I was trying to treat it really more like mushrooms with, because they kind of, you know, DMT acts in your, your brain eats it up so fast that like the MALI may sl- you slow it down for so long, but I still don't really get the visuals, but for a little bit, but I had to figure out my dose. If you go to the soul, the one place I go to, like you can just tell them, I, since I've been, I can just go tell them I want three tablespoons to start out with, or I can tell them four or five. Mm-hmm. I've realized that the three is my threshold. And if I go to five, like the last time I was there, I went to take five during the day thinking I needed to step up, and I puked it up immediately. Like if it had been pills, they wouldn't have had the coating off of them. Okay. And five minutes later, it kicked in, and I'm on the cross as Jesus Christ being crucified. Even after you puked. Yeah, so it was showing me, like, it don't fucking matter. We, we ain't played about no fucking rules. It's just like, you know, whatever it is you took, that's what you're going to, you know. Okay. It was just showing me it's unpredictable. I don't know. I still haven't figured out. But I haven't needed a lot since that particular vision there because, like, I was on the cross either over Jesus' shoulder or as Jesus Christ and being crucified and all the shadows coming in from the outside and realizing, like, I was up there to love it like all of it was like the the shadow of myself really because i'd already been shown that we were all one the night before but it was just icing on the cake of like the reason you know for the death for the sacrifice is love like Mm -hmm. and the atomic explosion of love came out of me and took all the shadow out it was just light and love so i had that explosion come out of me so alex gray's piece of like the of christ blowing up that he talks about the dangers of uh nuclear warfare and all that stuff like yeah. all i see is that beautiful experience of christ fucking exploding with love for all of humanity and that will like chase the shadows away right because and as as fucking lame as it sounds love prevails like love is what everybody yeah. that there's, is what we all like we are all god and love is number one there's no way it can it's just uh distortions of love trickiness but like everything has to balance itself back out. So it's just like faith in that. Like lights when the darkness is majority of all space is like 98% darkness and a little bit of light, but the light fucking wins. And it's like, there's only going to be more, but even shit, shit uh, Shiva is just darkness, nothingness. That's just the eternal. It's like, right. we're just jumping back into this fucking pond over and over again, like fucking price hole. Right. Right. And if Hell you choose yeah. to jump back in or if you choose to stay in the love a little bit longer, I guess my spirit still feels a little froggy. <laughs> well, but, uh, well, dude, I, I think I think that is a absolutely a wonderful conversation and and everything that we just talked about. I fucking that was more than I expected uh, to to get. Well, I still I still I still had to edit some, but like that's was, all right. To you, make the majority of the point, like I did with the Christ thing, the night before was the most healing experience I ever had because all of my negative thoughts and emotions were wiped away. Like I was touched by Jesus. Like that's all I could think. But it was is because I didn't give in to fear because the thing that shows up, like whatever monster you see to show up that like guards the gate. Usually when you're going to watch it, what uh, something's going to show up that's unpleasant, and if you cannot shy away from it and just lean into it and jump into the abyss how i was reborn on the cross is i jumped into a snake's mouth and was 
literally eaten by it and it burst me out the other side like that this new spirit right so that's like a whole bunch of young Ian and carl um, sorry joseph campbell stuff like all the great people that do movies to Spielberg, Zack Snyder, like all the best shit, like the Matrix, all that shit is based on fucking Jungian and art type shit, and right. Joseph Campbell and mythology. Like now, mythology is there not as a fucking like a, to tell us tales about how we're created, and so we can understand that we are the hero on the hero's journey, mm-hmm. and we have to constantly transform in the situations. Now, now let me ask you this: is is this why? Because you know I've taught me and you and I have talked about this. I've had trips where I felt like I was Jesus, like where I felt like I was like the, like this second coming that had to tell everyone what was going on. Right. Well, that's kind of coming into it because the thing is, is like Jesus was here to teach that we're all Jesus. Right. Like yes. We all have the power. Yes. That's why they killed right. him. Right. And they twisted the message. Because you can't people tell people, you can't let this, the world know. No, then you got a Messiah complex. Okay. Right. You got to learn how to deal with like, yeah, I am, but so is everybody else. Exactly. Right. Right. So, so that's so something cool. that I, so that's the one thing that I finally have came to recognize is that like, even though I had a trip at a time where I thought I was the one, I also somehow, so the first time it happened to me, I thought that it was like, oh my God, I'm so special. But then there yeah. were then but then there were some times with you personal just you and I where I had that and it was almost like you would look at me and I would look at you and it would be like yeah like okay so we you, we you, both yeah you 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 would see what was going on I can usually see what's going on but other people can't so it doesn't get entertained right but you always do want to be like what the fuck was that and then i'm like i'm then i usually can't talk or don't know how to explain it so i'm like shut the fuck up yeah yeah and then you throw up we almost wrecked in the car like yeah i was like just don't talk about it right now it's too soon right right like yeah yeah we'll we'll talk it's like like my buddy nat my buddy nat you know nat nat always every every time i've had these wild trips with him in the moment i'll so like he'll see it happen and then the next day he'll come up to me and he'll be like, so, uh, you know, like you want to talk about it? And I, and I, every morning I'd be, even at Wakarusa when I pissed myself in the tent, yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't want to talk about it. So that happened. Integration, integration, sorry to interrupt. But- it's all right, but you're breaking up though. Oh, fuck. I can't hear you, man. They're similar or different or whatever. Hang on, hang on. Really you just. Know. Say all that again. You just cut out. Oh, sorry. The, 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 the key piece we've been missing from tripping all these years is that we need the integration. It's the part where we're, on, we're, we're comparing, but we'll, we'll notice that we had similar experiences, maybe not the same, but maybe so in some, and we can just talk about it with another person, and until we realize we are all one right. in this thing together. Right, exactly. And... But it, it is pretty, it's pretty relieving for the, for the end result of all those wild experiences to, to now realize that, no, it's not that you're special. It's that you just now know the meaning of life almost. It's like, yeah. now you know, you know, you were let in on a secret. You were let in on knowing the, uh, what you're supposed to do with life. And now, now it's up to you to do what yeah, you, you will. Yeah, it's yeah. up to you now 
to either spread that knowledge, practice that, what you preach. It's up to you to either take that and do something positive with it or take it and you can be a weirdo and, you know, pretend that you're special. I don't know, but it's just, it's up to you to do what you will with that information. And, and, and I just fucking, it's just so cool to have gotten to, uh, cause I mean, you know, you're the first person that I got acid from and, and, and to, to have that special bond. <laughs> well, that's funny. Do you know, I was like 21 or 22. Like I tried my whole life. All the bad drugs came first. No, it's dude. Like I, I when it, you mean, are you asking me how old I was when I got that the LSD from you? No, I was just saying, like, it's weird that it took me my whole life oh. to be able to do, to do it. I didn't get it that early. Like, it was the last drug I got to try. Right. Well, I, I hear that people that got to do it when they were younger and then get to try the other drugs later, they end up on the other drugs. Right. So I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I got it later. I mean, I guess it was meant to be. Even the goddamn pasture in my backyard that did use an antifungal. The what? Like, a, like there's a defungalizer. The money. Uh, he you're, used it. You're breaking but up, what, man. I know, I'm about to get out of the the shitty zone, actually. All right. Well, um, dude, that that it's it, what a it's it's so cool. Also, man, because you and I, I met you when I was 18 years old. You showed up at my apartment at Spring Lake in Russellville. And you just didn't even ask. You just all of a sudden you just didn't leave for months. You were just on my, yeah. <laughs> you were just on Ta-da. my, you were just on my couch, fucking jerking off while people are standing with a good pipe. <laughs> with what? And with with that good pipe in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that good with pipe. The not so good. With the not so good pipe. Oh Jesus, man! But what a what a fucking. I mean. Well, I don't, you know, whatever, uh, that, thank you for sharing, uh, all that. I mean, you, the amount of, uh, the way you're able to articulate, uh, all this shit, I just knew it would be, uh, really cool to call you. Um, it was great talking to you. Um, I'll let you know when this episode's going out and, uh, I love you and, uh, love you too, man. I, I hope that you can come visit me soon. Um, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get my head out of my ass over here. Hell yeah. Well, you got to take that butt plug out first. Man, I don't like butt plugs. I use magic markers. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> All right. we, can go color, we can color anytime you want, though. Hell yeah. That's gross. It must be. It's a scented marker. <laughs> hey, I, I know a bunch of people that like sniffing those markers and shit. Oh, I, bet you, I bet you do. <laughs> Oh, dude! Hey, before I before we before I get off here, uh, so uh, another comedian I know is dating a girl from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Oh shit! Did I lose you? No, I'm. I'm I just heard Jonesboro at the last part. Oh, I just so heard it, like the shittiest part. So, anyway. so, so I know. A, a, so a comedian that I'm friends with here in Massachusetts is dating a girl from Jonesboro, Arkansas. They pop up places. I met a chick that worked at Starbucks. In oh God damn Starbucks it! Starbucks in Jonesboro. You're breaking I'm, up. I'm here. All right. Well, listen, man. I love you, dude. Love you too. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good night, man. Later. All right, everybody. That was my. That was my really. That was my brother Charles. 
I fucking miss him. I can't wait till he comes back uh, or comes up here to visit me. Um, I mean, I think that that was well enough of time. I'm sure you're sick of hearing my dumb fucking voice. Um, man, if you're still listening to this, that was, uh, wow. I mean, I, I, he should write a book, I tell you, but thank you for listening. And I I have a very appropriate song to go out on this episode. Everybody also follow, uh, our sponsor for this podcast at that kitchen on Instagram. Uh, they got all your edible gummies and, uh, they got a lot of swag. You could get sweaters, hoodies, uh, t-shirts and whatnot. Um, and follow us on, uh, Instagram at high noon underscore pod. And we're going to go out on some, uh, this is Lil white acid. Peace. Well, I've been tripping for 10 hours on three hits of liquid microdot. I'm on acid, man, what's this supposed to do to us anyway, man? Getting chased around the car by some midgets in the parking lot. I'm on acid, Hey, is that midget coming over here? Feeding Doritos to a tree, a million spiders after me. I'm on acid, Oh, come on, I bet it can't eat just one. I'm running around having a bid on myself, I'm about to shit. I'm on acid, man, I gotta get to a toilet, dog. Could you imagine feeling all calm, then all of a sudden your fingers get numb? These are freezing, what is the season? Where are we at and why are we leaving? Trees are shrinking, turning plants to roots and roots back into season. Clouds are changing, coming at me, different directions. Now I'm freaking, toes are aching, body shaking. Man, I thought it was some crack. Called the fire department, told them I had a flame up on my back. This shit's crazy, plus the navel razors. Sleep till Thursday, and it's only Sunday.
Thursday, man. Waking up on that Thursday to have another Saturday. I'm on acid. Man, I can't wait till I find some more of that shit.